Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast. This is episode 12 of season 4, and I'm still Andy Davis, your very esteemed host. This week we're talking about noise, or should I say, we're talking about noise. More precisely, the noise that all the stuff in your house and, of course, your clients' houses make. Beeping dishwashers, spinning washing machines, humming fridges, flushing toilets, boilers, firing up extractors, extracting... The background noise of our homes has never been more apparent than when we were forced to live and work there, and there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it directly affects our health and well-being. If you are a designer or a retailer, do you ever discuss noise with your clients? Do you ever truly consider the acoustics of a room in your project design when it comes to specifying products? It's such an interesting untapped area for design, isn't it? So I'll be meeting Poppy Skeeler, who is the founder of QuietMark, the organisation that certifies the quietness of products. But first... If you enjoy the KBB Review podcast, and I need your help to spread the word across the industry. Obviously, get all your colleagues and industry friends to listen, that goes without saying, but it would also be great if you could follow us on your podcast app of choice, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and leave us a nice rating and review. Just search KBB Review, or one word, and you'll find us. The endorsement of others on those platforms really encourages others to give us a go, and most importantly, it gives me a nice warm tingly feeling inside. Okay, let's talk noise now. And down the line, we have Poppy Skeeler, the founder and managing director of Quiet Mark. Hello, Poppy. Good morning, Andrew. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for spending us a little bit of time. Now, there's lots to talk about here, so I'm going to jump straight in. And forgive me if this is a bit too simplified, but essentially, as I understand it, the day to day work of Quiet Mark is certifying how loud a product is when it's operating. And in doing that, consumers can determine how much noise it may or may not make in that home. Is that a deliberately simple explanation, but is that pretty much how it is? It is, although it's more about how quiet the appliance is. Only between 10 to 20% of the whole market of each product category, so whether it's a a kettle, dishwasher, you know, all the different subcategories of refrigeration or laundry products, only that very, very small percentage gets eligible for the QuietMark certification. So it's more about championing the silent wonder engineering achievements than it is about shouting out the loudies. And on the bigger picture, the whole reason that Quiet Mark was born actually 10 years ago, we're celebrating our 10th anniversary this very month, is really a solution to noise pollution because the the sort of premise, the idea of the whole project was if we can get everyone buying, sourcing, making quiet products, wow, noise pollution will stop. We'll just transition into this new harmonious living space experience, you know, in every kitchen, in every home. And so we've always had that sort of hippie agenda, really, of doing that, although very much rooted and grounded in, in rigorous science and, and, and measurements. I oversimplified it. There's a lot of science behind how you actually measure the quietness of something. There's obviously an awful lot of thought goes into that. You, you touched on it there, but why is the noise a product may make important above and beyond just being distracting or a bit irritating? What is the science behind the need for things to be quieter? Absolutely. Well, if we, if we look at ourselves first as human beings, not only are we living in a very fast-paced, stressed lives with now particularly in the work from home era if you if we want to sort of frame it as that we did transition during pandemic into a whole different way we work um, many are still working from home therefore all of the sounds that might have been you know tolerable for, for an hour in the evening now we're surrounded when we're on zoom calls with coffee machines exploding you know laundry cycles doorbells chainsaws outside the the whole sensitivity towards sound has suddenly shot up onto the agenda of importance, um, not not just for env- environmental and sustainable creds, but just for 
for being able to focus and concentrate that basically and that sound being invisible sometimes we don't understand the way we're made that we're actually as humans only able to cope with one and a half conversations at any time in terms of computing that doesn't matter how brilliant you are that that really is how we're wired so if you've got a concentration you know exercise going on on zoom or you're, you're typing away and you've got a number of other noises going on around you and then layer that with children, layer that with door, you know, all the other things that can happen in a domestic environment or in, or in a work environment. It starts to put pressure on the, the brain. All of your physical rhythms have to cope or compute those sounds. And that would translate, and I'm being very baby language here, but without digging into, you know, a crazy depth of psychoacoustics, but you um, have to shut out certain noises to concentrate on others. And that causes stress. It causes tiredness, fatigue breaking concentration, irritability, sound directly affects us emotionally. So you can hear a sound and within a second, your whole face will wince or you'll pull back or the opposite. You hear a beautiful sound and your whole body will relax. So the power of sound, I think up until now, or even mostly at this point in time, has never really been recognized for, for the impact it has on us and the demands upon us right now need almost to be supported by better sound design. Hence, why Quiet Market exists to, to, to bring that change and to help and support everybody. It's about artificial sound as well, isn't it? I mean, th- we, there's a, a sort of school of thought that I'm sure you've heard of called biophilic design, yes. which is about you know, bringing natural shapes, natural forms, bringing nature into the, into the artificial environment of, of a built home. And this is very much like that, isn't it? It's about a, an almost primeval urge to not to have artificial sound and to only have natural sound does that make sense absolutely there there has been a huge swing as as we know right back to imitating nature going back to the original intent of the natural design of things which obviously is going to complement how we were designed as humans and how we're meant to live in harmony with nature so technology in harmony with nature is is the way to support a balanced working environment living environment so the challenge to modern day engineers of appliances, of home design, kitchen design, whether it's also the acoustic elements that you, you make in terms of floors and doors and ceilings, it is almost now imperative to give us that support. We are also transitioning into a time where there's a lot more stress and anxiety and mental illness issues. And so it's never been more important really to have the comfort of um, the natural harmonies of nature incorporated into this you know, high design trajectory of, of, of the wonder of technology that we've got. So, so the two working together. As you say, it's 10 years of the quiet mark now, but this isn't a new concept, isn't it? Because the quiet mark has sort of spun off from the noise abatement society, hasn't it? Which was what, late 50s, early 60s? Absolutely, actually. It was my grandfather. Um, he was a very visionary entrepreneur back in the 1950s. He, after World War II, very much noticed that everyday life was getting extraordinarily noisy. You know, you know another industrial revolution was happening and the, the positivity after war. So he wrote a letter to the Daily Telegraph, you know, as a reader saying, you know, is anyone else experiencing constant noise everywhere in the neighbourhood? And he got sackfuls of mail. So no computers in those days, everyone's handwriting. And he thought, my goodness, this is a problem needs solving. So he set up the Noise Abatement Society, terribly British sort of, you know, charity name, which today is in its 64th year. And then he set about single-handedly lobbying Parliament to establish the Noise Pollution Act, which was putting noise pollution on the map for the first time as a pollutant. And it was recognised as such, and therefore lobbying was then you know, able to happen against those sorts of issues of night flights and general you know, layers of noise around us. And 
everything from you know uh, metal dustbin lids to the clanking of you know milk bottles in the morning he he looked at the ma- the micro and then also the macro and was was a real force for good really for establishing noise as a pollutant yeah, and as you say, it's a brilliant Dickensian <laughs> name of something, the Noise Abatement Society. It's, it's, it's a fantastic name. I mean, I suppose the big question here is, this is all fantastic uh, theoretical stuff, but is there a direct correlation between that noise that something is certified to be or how quiet it's certified to be and how likely consumers are to purchase it as a result? Oh, gosh, absolutely. Never more so than in uh, lockdown. We very fortunate to have a wonderful alliance of UK retailer group partners, uh, including you know, John Lewis and partners who we're now moving into our ninth year of partnership with them. Sainsbury's Argus, Curry's, you know, uh, all of the, the major groups. The reason being is that we wanted to reach the many millions of British households with the, the quietest products. So from John Lewis's research figures in the first six months of lockdown, there was a sudden increase of their customers putting quiet mark into the search bar before they look for appliances. And there on in, we did surveys, obviously independent surveys with obviously the charitable remit of, of really finding out just how much people want quiet. 82%, this is over four-fifths of Brits, would like to make appliances in their home quieter. So, you know, phenomenal statistics, even down to the younger younger families or younger you know, generation. So the 18 to 34-year-olds from, from our latest national survey, 66% of them, that's two-thirds, want a quieter home. So this has all come about through, obviously, um, we could see that the, the, the work from home era pushing this trend. It doesn't matter who you are, you want peace and quiet to concentrate and to run your home. You know, another very strong statistic, 70%, that's over two thirds of UK consumers are more likely to buy an appliance labelled as quiet over a similar performance product that doesn't reference the noise level. So we're, we're talking mega trend here in terms of quietness now factoring right up there with the demand for energy efficiency and all of the the new important era we're moving into of values rather than value. So quietness being something that's a comfort in that sense, but also practically helping us to achieve the, the demands upon our, our busy working days. And you can see why immediately, can't you? If you've got two products and one says this is really quiet and the other one doesn't even mention it, you're going to choose the quiet one, aren't you? You can see the immediate benefit of it, even as opposed to energy efficiency that has a sort of longer term benefit to it. Literally from the moment you turn it on, it's going to be an immediate benefit for you. So you can see it. I think for the audience here, kitchen and bathroom designers, it's about the complete project room, isn't it? And of course, you deal with a lot of appliance brands, like you said, but you do deal with the bathroom half of things as well, with toilet flushes and pumps and boilers and showers and extraction. So this isn't, this isn't just about kitchen appliances. Absolutely. It's, it was days before lockdown 2020 when we launched the Acoustics Academy side of Quiet Mart. We always wanted to do that from the start, but the strategy to bring the brand to the nation, so obviously as a global certification mark, was to start in the home because everybody lives in a home. And once we'd sort of laid the foundation of the brand and it was, you know, pretty much known on the high street, we dug into the, the, the big work, which was how buildings are made, how the design, interior design, the uh, engineering is certified. So Acoustics Academy was launched, it's now nearly two years old, where any kitchen designer, specifier, architect or homeowner self-builder can go and find all the certified products from a quiet toilet flush to the best acoustic flooring, you know, really brilliant acoustic solutions that are for old builds, new builds, you name it. 
hand dryers, washrooms, you, you, you know, the whole, the whole spectrum of every type of interior sound source and also the materials in which we build the spaces. We've done all the hard work for designers, knowing how incredibly busy and how much detail is involved with specking a project. So when you go to quietmark.com, you can literally look at the applications to say it is a high-end residential kitchen development. And on that section, we've organized and done all the due diligence on the engineering reporting from manufacturers to pull a selection of the best acoustic solutions, almost like in a toolkit. Again, there's no advertising on site. We, we purely have a charitable remit to serve now also specifiers and designers as well as consumers to equip and empower them to, to then design, you know, beautifully healthy spaces. And sometimes it is just one or two things that completely change the, the feel of the room. Um, there's sort of clever tricks, even things like acoustic plaster that you look at the wall, you think, well, that's just a wall. But actually, it's got wonderful sound absorption properties that allow you to have those hard surfaces, but still not make it like a reverberation chamber in the space, which is very uncomfortable and uh, not conducive to peace. Uh, and especially when there is a clear trend for big open plan spaces yes. as well. You know, the, the, this is also part of what makes products that you might not have heard before because they were in a separate room are suddenly all in the same space a big echoey space sometimes with you exactly but but now we have the most amazing acoustic materials which often sort of hidden away and because they don't some of them don't look much it's more about the you know intelligence of the, the technical engineering of the, of, the, of the fabrics or fibers or what what quiet market done is brought them right into hero position to say you know the this flooring these beautiful acoustic furniture pieces can literally transform that room or that build for generations to come through early concept consideration right from the outset. So, yes, having a suite of amazing appliances that, you know, last 10, 20, 30 years is fabulous, but it's, it's almost like the overall thought of the room. And that's sort of awakening really to what's invisible being just as important as what's visible. And then there are some very beautiful acoustic products, too. Let's be sort of honest about this too. It's it's a fantastic chance to upsell if you're doing a project with a client, isn't it? To really talk about this as an element that they probably haven't thought of, to bring in new products, to bring in probably more premium products that have these kind of, you know, have the quiet mark or the acoustic properties you're talking about. This is a business argument, isn't it? Hugely. And we have testimony after testimony of manufacturers who've been with us for, for, for the 10-year duration of, of, of Quietmark since we, we started. And we have 98% renewal on manufacturers who journey with us over the years, who reporting that it has driven sales, some say quite dramatically. Some say, you know, we, we have to stay with Quietmark because you are literally providing the doorway, the conversation piece to provide the luxury of quiet in people's homes. So quietness and peace and harmony goes alongside wisdom and love you know it, it, these are the the foundation stones of, of living well and so when you bring that to the table it's a no-brainer that it's it's a it's one of the fundamental tick boxes in, in the design journey we talk a lot in this sector about what we call multi-generational design the idea that you know any space should be usable by anybody regardless of their ability and so obviously we talk a lot about if you're a wheelchair user but also if you're elderly if you're if you have issues with your mobility but of course also there is people with hearing problems and people some speaking as someone who has terrible hearing you know the, the idea of lots of background noise drowning out people talking is always a, is always an issue and suddenly here's a way of again bringing that into the conversation of who is going to be visiting your home do they have hearing issues are you you know as you get older your hearing gets worse it's all part of the conversation you are absolutely right Andrew and thank you for bringing this up tomorrow is actually world autism day and 
And there's a profound statistic that all of us know about 65% of us know somebody with autism. And also there's a, a huge amount of the population who just have what I call a gifting, you know, like whether you're, a, you know, often very, very creatively gifted people have a great sensitivity to hearing. So here sounds more maybe than others, just, you know, as part of that gifting. So there are a lot of people who, let's just say, you know, suffer in silence when it comes to um, not being able to tolerate certain noises or having to be forced into environments, especially even working environments where that can really hinder productivity or focus or output. So designing with that, you know, neurological, you know, awakening or insight in mind is designing for everybody and to make sure everybody is looked after in that process, whoever comes into that space. It's a duty of care. And it's a duty of, of, of love for your loved ones in your home or, or your employees or whoever you're designing for, I, I, I believe. Is there a, a legislative element to this in the future, do you think? Can you see a time when products have to be below a certain noise level? Again, it's carrying on from the noise pollution laws already in place. Can you see in the way that products now have to have an energy efficiency certificate or whatever, that they might have to have a quietness certificate by law? There are, without sort of, you know, going into a, an awful lot of detail. So for example, you know, vacuum cleaners have a, have a cap on noise, although obviously we've got the transition out of Europe. So there's a transition in terms of new, you know, noise levels for how you know, the British government's running that reporting. It's... We, we always we always wanted Quiet Mark to be almost like the best friend check where it, it wasn't horrible, you know, legal pressure or rules. It was more about a best friend assurance that, that we have done all of that due diligence and rigorous scientific checks so that when you see that mark, you know that you are buying the quietest and through just that awareness, a bit like plastics, you know, it's I feel terrible when I go to the supermarket and I've forgotten my, you know, uh, recyclable sacks, you know, I, I we, that level of, of of consciousness is now for for pla- saving on plastics is, is very much in the mainstream, and I I think they're the same movements now happening in terms of sound design and quietness. That it might just be all all, all knowing that having something that's noisy is is the equivalent of having a big pile of rubbish in front of you. It, it's ugly. It's it's not thoughtful or caring for those around you, and it's certainly not going to help anybody's health and well being by continuing to design or buy or install or specify products that are not going to support, you know, optimum acoustic excellence. It, it is on par with plastics. It's on par with energy saving. Sound is energy, even though it's, you know, it's a different sound power. So I think it's all in that very same movement and era shift of, of care, kindness, transition into a time where that thoughtfulness is, is just a given and is highly necessary for survival and comfort as well in in these very strange times we're living in with lots of change happening. How about you personally? This is your life. This is you started all this up. It's been in your family for for a long, long time. When you meet people and you tell them what you do, do they noticeably start talking more quietly to to you? I mean, do they they think you're like a librarian who's just going to tell everyone to shush? I mean, how does it work? Well, the thing is, the Quiet Mark team, we're all um, unusually, we're all from film, art. We've actually... None of us are actually from the tech. Obviously, we've got our, our acousticians who are, you know, brilliantly uh, scientific. But in terms of the sort of thought leadership in Quiet Mark, a lot of us are very loud, colourful, bright characters. And, and we're not in any way saying, well, let's tiptoe around.
around. It's it's more about, you know, when you need to concentrate, when you need to relax at the end of each day, you know, when you've got a lot of people in one room, how do you support optimum health if there's a, a cinema experience or, or people recovering in a hospital with beats and bleeps, you know, that are just diabolical in terms of supporting their recovery. You know, it's it's looking at where there is a nuisance and unwanted noise. You know, having a party is fantastic as long as the whole neighborhood doesn't suffer who need to get up for work early in the morning. And there are amazing things you can do to your home. So you, you can have a loud party and not affect anyone. So I think it's contextual. It's not about trying to make everyone live in silence because sound is a universe of wonder, you know, with all different applications. It's more about understanding how sound affects our brainwaves, how there are certain frequencies that even can solve mental illness. I, I was very fortunate to be a judge on the BBC Sound of the Year Awards. And you know, amazing entries of sounds, which when there's a, you know, an understanding of how a frequency can actually help somebody who's suffering with an anxiety moment or a panic attack, the right sound play, that person ha- is able to release that, that stress and become balanced again. So take that as a headline and put that into the way we design appliances. If, if there is a family that, you know, sensitivity, there, which there are many millions at the moment who are struggling with stress, anxiety, the appliances or the way, you know, living space is designed can unlock that healing even, that peaceful state of mind, then I would say that's the path to the, the future of our planet, you know, where sound becomes a comfort and a healer. But that, that will require a revolution in, in, the, in the R&D departments across the world of, of, of manufacturers. It is interesting how much you don't realise until you start talking about it, that noise is as much a part of our architecture as the actual buildings themselves. Funny enough, just this morning, completely unrelated to our conversation today, I walked to the end of the road with my son to catch his bus to school, and it's quite a busy main road. And he said, how much different is this going to be, Dad, when all the cars are electric? Yes. Like, as in the set, the sound of walking to the top of our road will be a completely different experience because clearly there's no petrol cars, there's no petrol engines on the road. Even the you know when there's buses and trucks and lorries driving past, you just won't hear them in the same way, and it will be a completely different experience. And of course, got everything you said now, he's absolutely correct, and he's twelve. <laughs> he, he really is, and you know, out of the mouths of babes comes this wisdom. Often, um, you know, often more connected to truth or speak it out with, with great courage during lockdown. Noise pollution dropped by. F- I think over 50% across cities, obviously everyone was at home and a lot of industry stopped, you know, traffic stopped. And what happened was, is that the natural world came to life. So the recording of birdsong accelerated, you know, I think a lot of us were taking walks and reconnecting with nature, obviously, you know, wanting to get out of the house for a bit. And there was, even though it was a very, very troubled time for everybody of what's happening next, what's going to happen to this world, there was also a comfort in seeing nature come back to life, almost the pressure taken off them from the technology that had been previously imposed upon them. So there are also practically are issues with electric cars, that safety issues, but then there are also brilliant solutions that are coming into play with reversing alarms that have like broadband technology, which actually mimics the all the frequencies of, of water, which, you know, you know, when you go to a spa, you know, it's a all the water harmonies are actually very relaxing. So there are these sorts of technologies that can be put back into things like lorries there's some amazing new electric lorries that are coming onto the market shortly you know we'll see these whopping great vehicles delivering everything gliding by probably look very very surreal so so we we are moving into a different era um where sound is being i don't know mixed in a different way to support us as the human race i believe 
it's an absolutely fascinating topic, Poppy, that I hadn't really given enough thought to. And, you know, it's certainly something I'll think a lot more about in the future. And I think an awful lot of designers who operate in people's homes will think a lot more about it too. If you could just have a word with my neighbour, because he's really loud whenever <laughs> Crystal Palace are playing um, and he's watching it on Sky. But, if, but, but other than that, it's so interesting and it's such a new way of thinking about products. Uh, and it should be much further up the agenda than it is, and it will go that way. So, look, thank you so much for your time, and we will speak again soon. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Andrew. It's a, sound is a wonderful creative journey. Well, people who listen to this podcast and my voice might not agree with you, but, but for now, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Poppy Skeeler from Quiet Marketer. See, I told you it was interesting, didn't I? The idea that sound has such an influence on the spaces we live and work in is just so fascinating, and the thought that could and should go into considering not just noise reduction, but also the nature of the deliberate sounds that products use. It's just mind-blowing. If you're really interested in this subject, then I do recommend Quiet Mark's own podcast, which really goes into much more depth about how sounds affect our lives and the built environment. Just search Quiet Mark in your podcast app of choice, which is, of course, also how to find us. Just search KBB Review and leave us a nice rating and review. I'll see you next week.